ladies and gentlemen, rock and roll. down this wall. Oh, the band is out on the field! He's gonna go into the end zone! And what you gonna do when Hulkamania? Say no to drugs. Eat my shorts. Hello and welcome to the Bastards of Babylon podcast, episode forty-two. It's like a forty. It's like my. It's like my forty yeah. ounce. It's twenty-four, but close enough. Corintha idos. You know why you buy? You know why you buy a big, giant can of beer like this, Bosevis? Why's that? When you run out of beer. And you got to record a podcast, and you have to stop at the store on the way home. And you, <laughs> and you don't feel like you don't feel like rummaging through the fucking overload of Bud Light to to find the beer you like. So you just you just go for the twenty four ounce. Man, they're sticking that shit everywhere. Uh, but off the top, I do want to honor uh, episode forty two. Obviously, uh, we talk about we talk about sports a lot on here. The most famous 42, one of the greatest sports icons of all time. Uh, crossed a lot of barriers, did a lot of things. Of course, I'm talking about Whitey Ford. Whitey Ford. Mm, doesn't sound right. No? I feel like that's a purposely picked name. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't think that was an accident. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, of course, the great Jackie Robinson crossed the color barrier. Into Major League Baseball, first integrated professional sport in the United States in 1942, I believe, right? Now, remind me who and when Whitey Ford was, what what was? I, I uh, he was a pitcher for the Yankees in like the 40s and 50s. I think, I think he won a game in like the 52 World Series for him, I, I believe. So when, so when, just roll with me here, because I don't know how the timelines work out. Now, when Whitey Ford pitched against Jackie Robinson, did Whitey Ford say, hey, Blackie Robinson, this one's, this one's coming. <laughs> <laughs> he might have like, used a different you. word. Uh, right. Yeah. Different time. Gotcha. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know if you've ever <laughs> seen the movie 42. It's a great movie. Obviously, that guy's story amazing and all the bullshit that he had to go through to fight through that and then you know then obviously the flood of uh black people that came into professional sports after that so like a, that was like a katrina flood mm, no no too many racial just too many racial yeah. jokes today i don't yeah. know it's, it's a bad <laughs> we're, start you want to start we ain't starting shit over we're gonna keep rolling we're just we're gonna come just roll with the punches here we ain't starting shit over. But what really strikes me about that, thinking about it, as I started thinking about it, is episode 42, and of course Jackie Robinson was the first name that came to my mind. And uh, it just struck me kind of hard up front because was this 
Saturday, I believe, or last Friday. Um, you know, in 1942, Jackie Robinson crossed the color barrier. Well, in 2008, I believe, we elected the first black president in this country, and we did it twice. And he ran on, yes, we can. Yes, 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 we can. Right? That was Barack Obama. I don't know, red states. I don't know, blue states. Yeah. And then that guy was on TV telling everybody that Tim Scott who is a Republican candidate for president, whatever you he's think black. of. Yeah, he's black. Uh, an actual great-grandson of a slave, which Barack Obama is not, by the way. Aren't we all those thieves, aren't we all? No, Barack isn't at all. Oh, sorry. Uh, Stand corrected. But Barack was on TV telling everybody that Tim Scott's message that black people aren't oppressed in this country and that they can't achieve anything, the man that was elected president of the United States two times was telling everybody that he's wrong, that black people can't achieve anything they want, and that Tim Scott is just misinformed. And it just really struck me as very kind of ironic. Episode 42, Jackie Robinson, all the shit that he went through to do, all the things he did, and all the all the black people before him that had to suffer through what they had to suffer, real fucking oppression, real fucking racism, and real strife, just to fucking make a living, just to make it in this country, and make their lives better for their family and for their future ancestors, just to have this fucking asshole, asshole. who had, who held the highest office in this country, in the world if we're talking real, to be able to say, eh, nope, still racist, still racist. Like, Obama, you were a fucking piece of shit. That's all I have to that say to you, sir. That is Saint Obama, sir. That is the un, that's the holy, yeah, fuck Trinity, that guy. golden cow that can never be. He should have been. He should have been. He was, the, he was the one and only president that did not have a scandal, remember? No scandals. Oh, none. Yeah, no, no, oh, sir. And if you don't believe me, just listen to uh, the media. They'll tell you. They'll tell you all about that. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I'm. Uh, this is like a conversation that we could talk for an hour on. So I'm kind of like, I'm always like, when you throw topics at me, and probably you do the same thing. I'm like, do I go the conversation route or do I go the comedy route? I don't know. Like, we're gonna have a real conversation, or are we gonna cut up and make jokes about? It? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like since it's an opener, we'll just kind of laugh it off, make a couple jokes, and move on to whatever, uh, whatever's on the, the the actual docket. Well, I mean, that just it just really it really stuck in my craw last week about it. And then again, just being forty two, I just thought that I would bring it up, just because like, and they're really trotting him out. Like they usually save the Obama card for later, you know, but they're trotting him out early to shout down. And it, it's not because they think Tim Scott's going to win uh, the nominee, obviously. But it's a very good possibility that, that man is the vice president nominee for whoever does win the nominee. Mm-hmm. And whoever does win it would be, I mean, almost retarded not to take the guy as their VP. Um, so That's the R word. You can't say the R word. Oh, sorry. You fucking retard. I don't know. <laughs> so, like... They're trotting him out very early to try to disparage this message because, again, as we tell you all the time, the only thing the Democrats have 
or not the fascists have is to you know continue this placation of their pretend racism in this country which at this point you know well uh, among uh, many other things that i wish we could get on this podcast that you know we sometimes book and then they doesn't come through the tranny supporters stuff like that uh, uh, right up there with that list is uh, any african-american who would like to come in and tell me and explain to us and we'll listen why you vote democrat and we can just kind of go over that but like you know i think it's just and the reason obama's doing that is because he has to remind the what is it was it like 80 90 percent of black people that vote democrat like he has to remind them 84 percent of black women yeah it's probably it's probably similar for men i would, I would guess but it's quite a bit less for the men but you know that's interesting um but the point is you got to remind these people that hey republicans evil you know it, even though he's a success story and i was a success story talking about obama uh i'm the good one he's the bad one remember you can't do it uh only only i can so just remember to vote for us <laughs> remember vote for us stay in your ghettos stay in your shitty public schools in the inner cities stay stay where the crime is is through the fucking roof keep killing all your babies and remember to vote democrat and that's really all i gotta say about that yep and in his hometown of chicago or that's what he claims his hometown i found it they killed like 30 black people on juneteenth of course that wasn't reported at all that sounds like a light that sounds like a light day for chicago well i mean it was a monday wait are you talking about wait wait maybe i got confused is this is this crime or abortion no no no. like shot people oh. shot yeah yeah that's that's what i thought because I, I bet if if you take the abortions in chicago on that day it was way up in the outer space so i don't know it's a federal holiday are abortion clinics open on federal holidays sir baby killing stops for no one, no <laughs> one. That's a, i mean that's when you well i would say that's when you want to do it but uh they don't have mostly have jobs anyway so they're yeah. probably free on any any regular day why would that be the day you wanted to i mean that's gotta be the most crowded like you imagine going down to the fucking clinic on july 4th they're fucking scraping fetuses left and fucking right if they're open. I mean, it's going to shoot weird. some fireworks. Yeah, I got to go get this uh, flush out first. I'll, I'll meet, <laughs> I'll meet y'all there. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. God. Hmm. Oh, no dims. It's working out great. Bob's abortion clinic. No fetus can beat us. Great. Well, do you want to, you got a topic or I've, I've got one on, on the fucking docket just screaming at me right here. No, oh, fire away, sir. Okay, I've got an announcement to make, people. Uh, I am 45 years old, and for the first time in my life, I will be flying first class somewhere. So I will no longer be sitting and sweating in the back of the cabin with you booger eaters. I will be moving up to the front <laughs> of the plane, and I don't plan on ever going back. But we'll see. When's so, that? Uh, when we go to Vegas? Yeah, I had um, I just had a bunch of Delta miles and uh, did not know because I've never flown Delta. It's been my, it's been my first Delta trip, also. But where we live, there is no Delta hub. So as I was looking for flights and was looking to use miles, learned really quickly that you don't have one way options where we live. To uh, I don't know if it's anywhere, but certainly not Vegas. Uh, so everything is a connecting flight. 
I was like, oh, you know what? These 108,000 miles then that I got with Delta, I'm not going to use that car anymore. And I'm burning them all on first class. And it, it didn't take them all. It took like, I don't know, like it took most of them. <laughs> Actually, it took it took most well, of I them. I bet. Yeah. Um, I've, I've flown it before, but uh, for the first time in my life, I will be flying business class because I'm Ooh. going overseas to Scotland Sweet. in less than 30 days. That's even like, that's like the fucking... That's 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 where you can like lay down and take a nap on a bed. Oh yeah, yeah, that's badass. Flat beds, yeah, TVs with the thing, all the free booze. I don't even want to know what you spent on those fucking tickets. No, you don't. <laughs> God damn. There aren't enough miles that you'd have to fly to the moon and back, and probably still wouldn't cover that shit. <laughs> yeah, but that's look. I mean, if you're gonna go overseas, and and I mean that's a luxury. Not everybody can do that, but if what? you can yeah. swing it, then of I mean, my God, you're. How long is that flight? Well, we fly to Toronto <laughs> first. That's Coach? no, no, no. no oh, it's all business, the whole thing. Oh yeah, sweet. <laughs> so, but that one's only like three and a half. But then there's like a two hour something layover, and then it's like thirteen goddamn hours. Ugh. But the best part is, you know, we fly out. I think around maybe eleven here. By the time we fly out and get over there, it's like 6.50, 7 o'clock in the morning. So it's an overnight flight over. So perfect for yeah, just getting boozy sleep. and pass out. Yeah, if you can sleep. I wonder, like... Oh, I'll sleep my goddamn ass off. Yeah, I have trouble sleeping in certain places. Um, but I would imagine, like, on a business flight, because <clears throat> I've never been on one, obviously because of the seats recline like is it just way less is the whole plane business or is it just a certain section no no, no yeah just the first part so okay well then so like kind of like first class there might be like 10 seats up there or something yeah the only difference between first class and business is just the international part of it and and the lay flat shit yeah the lay flat okay so well i mean yeah if you're if it's a you know sectioned off area that can be somewhat quiet and dark and you can lay flat then yeah booze yeah there's it up no and... kids allowed none of that bullshit <laughs> i so. don't know if that's is that i don't is that true it fucking better be it fucking I, better be i don't think you can just say nah no kids in business class we're not gonna allow that well you know what mm. if i show up there and there's a fucking baby hmm how late? How late? Term of abortion is legal over international waters. Are I don't know. Out, are you flying out of New York or California? I'm flying out of Toronto. That's that's got to be. Oh, good they'll enough. let you just just yeah. fucking take just take it to the baby and say, look, it didn't work out. It was uh, <laughs> it's it just, it just the oh, the baby the baby boy said he wanted to be a girl, and I just said I knew what his life had ahead of him, and I just went ahead and uh, I. Yeah. Flush, flush them down the toilet. Your three-year-old had SIDS suddenly. I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah. weird how that works. Well, I hope that works out for you. That'll be fun. Yeah, it should be a good time. I'm, I'm almost fully prepared. <clears throat> I still have to get rain gear though, because uh, we are playing golf. Going for my dad's seventieth birthday. We're gonna go play the old course there at St Andrews. So that's gonna be a lot of fun, and a couple of other courses as well. But it is Scotland. It does rain. A it's not the of, rainy season. You're playing three rounds of golf. Yeah, and like we're oh. there for almost we're there for two weeks, but we're playing three rounds of golf in like the first five days. Oh man, I know. Okay. I don't great. even know. Like if I like, got great here, lives. Here's the funny part, though. Like I was worried when we booked this trip that my dad 
you know, might have trouble with that many rounds in this many days. But now my dad's retired. He plays golf like every goddamn day of the week. I go out there for struggle. Yeah, I go out there for one round and I'm worn the fuck out. So I'm worried about myself actually making it through three rounds. That's in Texas heat playing golf in the fucking summer of Texas. I think you're going to be fine over there. Yeah, but you got to walk the whole time over there, too. You can't cart. There are no carts in any of the courses. No. These people play golf. Speak English to me right now. What do you mean there are no carts? There's no cart pass. This is where they invented the game of golf. They don't fuck around with that shit. Okay, so everybody walks. Everybody walks. So instead of booking like 3,500 people on a a weekend, they book like 38 people. Because it takes them forever to walk. I mean... I don't know. I was I actually watched a uh, thing on. It was called. Uh, it was actually pretty cool. It was called the greatest golf story ever told, and it was <clears throat> named St. Andrews, which that's the town where the old course is, and it was give the whole history of golf. St. Andrews is where golf was invented. Um, how many ever years ago, and then it went through this whole fucking spiel. But it did show the caddies. We will have caddies because I'm not carrying my goddamn clubs. You Fuck get all. caddies? Yeah. God, you fucking business you gotta pay class, for it. fucking caddies. You boot. When did you turn all bougie? You're gonna have to turn in that fucking tank top and get look, you a fucking, man. This is get the, you a fucking collar. This is a fucking once in a lifetime trip. <laughs> I wasn't gonna fucking like you know. There's some things you just fucking splurge on. <clears throat> this is one of those fucking things. So you don't have to have a caddy. You can choose to carry your own bag. Oh yeah, you can carry your own shit for sure. And it, just do you mind telling how much it was for the caddy service? I think it's a hundred bucks plus whatever you tip them. Yeah. Fucking hell, man. Plus whatever you tip them. But, you know, I was watching the show and then it, one part of it showed, because it started kind of the modern part of it, and it showed these caddies. And, dude, these motherfuckers get through like two to three rounds a day caddying people over there. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, man, can you just like carry two bags and we'll split this hundred? Like, is that, is that. Could you imagine that? Like you went and cat, like you catted two to three rounds in a day. Well, that's three hundred plus tips. Probably, probably close to you know four. That's all. That's also fucking at least twelve hours of walking and carrying fucking clubs. It's true. This is this. These, your numbers. Your math adds up. And you're talking about like it's not like it's just flat ass land over there. It's fucking hilly and shit. There's all kinds of shit. You're dealing with fucking spares like me, who I'm like, hey, which word up? Which one? What do you think here? And they're like, I hope that you hit one on your first tee box like you did when we were in um, <laughs> uh, Kansas City, and you just fucking scold that. Let's scold that motherfucker. Right? <laughs> I hope that because uh, I know you're gonna re- someone's gonna record y'all's first shot. Oh yeah, we have to do so, that. I mean, not to put it in your head, but. Well, the skull, funny skull, thing skull, is skull, about skull, 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 skull. <laughs> the funny thing is about one and eighteen in St. Andrews is it's the biggest fairway I believe in the world because it's all combined. So you like, mean I you, could hit the fairway? You, I mean, you can't miss it. It's the whole earth. Yes. Like too literally, late to book? literally the whole earth is the is fairway. It, is it too point. late to book me in? <laughs> <laughs> so. That being said, the funny part is if you go up to play uh, the tribute 
in the colony, they have like um, a bunch of mock holes from famous courses all over the world, but their okay. two biggest mock holes are one and 18 are from St. Andrews. The only difference is there is a like a creek on the right at the Tribute, but to the all the left of the earth is fairway. <laughs> so all you have to do, even if you suck balls, is just aim left. Like that's aim, the wrong way for me, both. Jesus. Aim as I need, far I need to go away to the right. Yeah, but you can aim as far left, like literally as far left if you as you want to. <laughs> Does not matter. Yeah. So we get up there. I've only played the course one time. I played it with my dad, and we get paired with these two guys. And I'm looking at him like, well, I just fucking aim left and whatever. Hit mine, hit which you know, Dad put it right down the fucking middle. What do you I, gotta aim left for? You hit yours straight almost all the time. Well, but I I do play it because I don't want to be embarrassed and go over the creek is my first shot, you know. <laughs> and yeah, I aimed a little bit left and I I drew it a little bit too much, but it's still it's fine. And again, it's fine. It's all in play. Yeah. One of the two guys we got paired with just two random people. This motherfucker first tee ball straight over to the right over the creek, in the shit. I'm like, dude, how is that even possible? Just aim left. Maybe he was aiming left, you fucking nah, golf snob. He wasn't. He you wasn't. golf snob. Maybe he was trying. He aimed right down the middle, which, hey, man, if you got that. So you're kinda... telling me that this place in the colony you said that has a bunch of famous holes uh, from around the, the world, I'm assuming, yeah. anybody can go and play this? Yeah. Oh. And it's one of some of the other holes. Oh God, I can't remember all the stuff. You can't head. have Pebble Beach like one of those ones off the ocean. Uh, they don't. Well, they have another course there called I think the American or something like that, and it and it's like famous American holes. So they have like I think mock holes of like some of the St Andrews holes. They do have some Pebble Beach holes, but obviously you know quite not the same. But yeah, they got a bunch of different. Uh, Whole, it, it's a real cool complex, both of them together. But yeah, we played the tribute. I've never played the other one, so I couldn't. We tell need you. to play. We need to play that one sometime. Yeah, we play. I mean, it's it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. It's really not that hard because again, they're just they're picking the most iconic holes, and you know, it's not like they're like I said, one and eighteen is a breed. They're both par simple par fours. You can't miss the fairway unless yeah. you're that asshole that just put, put me down for a snowman, both Stevens. <laughs> Anyway, we were watching this, uh, watching this thing, and it it did it was showing like when the caddy portion they were talking about some of the bunkers there that you absolutely cannot get in. Uh, I think in front of fourteen is the coffin bunkers, and it was showing footage of like professionals in the British Open. Like this one guy took six shots to get out of this goddamn bunker. What? It was right by yeah, it was right by the green, like just devastating. And uh, it's funny because. You know, some people think like, oh, why can't you just, you know, drop or call it this or call it that? Like, yeah, that doesn't work in professional golf. Like, handicap golf, yeah, we can just say, hey, bad hole, double the par. Well, I mean, you say double the par. Like, because, I mean, the way handicaps work, the way the math oh, works yeah, out, yeah. it's gonna, if you put anything over, like, double the par, when you figure the handicap, when the math works out, it, it's going to drop that hole anyway or drop it down to a max score. So there's no need to keep sit there and hitting. Like, it's not going to affect your handicap at all. 
But in professional golf, you don't have a handicap. So literally, <laughs> it's infinity. Like however is, many strokes. What is the highest? Like in professional, I mean professionals, obviously. So like, what's the highest you've ever seen a golfer get in one hole? I like, think I, I think I've seen a couple twelves. Twelve? Yeah. On like a par four or five, obviously. Yeah. I saw, dude. I saw Ernie. I saw Ernie L's. He either four or six putted on hole number one <laughs> at Augusta from two feet. What? He was two feet away, and it took him either four or six putts back and forth to get it oh in the my hole. God. Yeah, he it made like been, a nine. It on, must have been on a on a slope like like that. Not really. Well, what was the deal? I don't know. It was one of those oh, moments shit. like you just you're watching somebody that's done this his whole life. This wasn't like even young Ernie. This is old Ernie. And he literally just missed a two foot putt. Missed a three foot putt coming back. Missed another two foot putt. And he even at one point he even went to just like it was so close. He didn't you know how you know how we do, like it's so close, you just don't even line it up, you just go tap yeah. it in. He did that and missed it. Oh God. Yeah. And it rolled like another two feet pass, and he missed that coming back. He had like a nine on number one he at was Augusta. In, fuck it. He was in fuck this mode. I oh, dude, fuck. I can't even imagine. <laughs> how drunk did he get that night? I mean, how you don't just <clears throat> pick your shit up like your your putter and just break it in half and just putt with your fucking <sighs> seven iron and the rest yeah. of the fuck. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, That's probably what well, I would have done. Yeah, so first class trip. I'm excited, and uh, because it's a you know Delta and it's connecting, it's actually you know. Where are you connecting way. to? Uh, I think it's Salt Lake City. God so, damn! Well, I mean, I'm a, I'm gonna enjoy the free drinks to Salt Lake City, and then yeah. I'm gonna enjoy the I mean, it's free, all free drinks, drinks to yeah. Vegas. Yeah, so I gotta, I'm gonna be I coming a, in hot, Vegas. I'm coming in hot. I need a Snapple bottle to tell me <laughs> if Salt Lake's further west than Las Vegas or not. You know what? I don't think it is, but let's I'll Google it. If you've got something to talk about it, I'll kind of get a a geographical map here. Well, I'll just go back to what I was talking about on I it's not the rainy season in Scotland, but they say bring rain gear anyway. And boys and girls, let me tell you, rain gear for golf is not fucking cheap, apparently. I've never looked into it because I live in Texas. And when it rains, we just don't do shit. Well, so it's not, you do have like you know Nike or you know some sort of Under Armour repellent stuff, don't you? No, no, no. Yeah, but over there you need rain gear mm. because they don't stop playing. When remember the movie Braveheart when he was like trying to take the chick out and he's like, oh, it's just good school to swear the like and it's raining <laughs> yeah. straight down because they have to. They just do shit in rain when it's raining straight down because they have to. It does it all the time. So they just play golf when it's raining that bad. So you, if you don't have rain gear, you're going to be fucked. So you got to have that shit and pack it in your bag or else you're just going to be soaking ass fucking wet. Yeah, that's got to be a tricky uh, trip. And you've got several women coming with y'all. So y'all have fun with that. That's going to be something else. Well, at the back they're not going to be on the fucking golf course. No, they're not going to be the golf course, but they're going to be, you're going to be, camping out at the baggage claim no doubt there's no doubt about that but here's the other thing about that when i was watching that show they have a very famous pub at the old course in st andrews 
It's called, I think, the Jigger Tavern. Whoa, sir. You have to be very careful when pronouncing. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, that's, uh, but... <laughs> I hope the internet didn't drop out on the J. <laughs> <laughs> if it uh, did he said jigger yes jigger. i did and that comes from there was a you know how like nowadays you have a driver you have a putter you know there's types of golf clubs well back in the day a jigger Whoa. was a type of club it was kind of like a utility <clears throat> club that gets you out of like some tight spots so that's where that came from. So I am going to pass on all jokes. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take a hard pass. I've got a million oh. in my head, and I'm passing them all. I would like to tell you that it, uh, by the eyeball test, it looks like Salt Lake is about, I don't know, I'd guess two, 300 miles east of Vegas. So Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> east Not and north? East, well, very north, but certainly okay. east. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not backtracking, you know. So it's not too of, bad. Not too somewhat bad. on the way. Well, I will join you out there a day later. Yeah. So so I'm getting there. <clears throat> uh, well, by the time I connect and get out there, and the time change, I think it's like two o'clock Vegas time ish on Friday, and uh, you're coming in at what time? I think I'll be there nine. 30 Saturday morning. 9.30. Vegas time Saturday morning? Vegas time Saturday morning. Good yeah. lord. What time are you fucking leaving? 8, I think. Yeah. Okay. Two hour time change. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, direct flight, of course. Uh, all right. And then your flight on Sunday is? Mm, I want to say 1. I want to say it's close to mine, too, but it still put me back close to the end of the day with you know yeah i don't get back to like 5 30 or 6 whatever it is mine's more like 9 30 or 10 something well if you got a connector coming back right so but yeah we're gonna fucking burn it down for it's gonna be a hard 24 hours hard 24 hard 24 we gotta roll a a lot of hard 24s oh if you could roll some hard eights that'd be fucking great and just pack all that in if i could roll some hard 24s and have some money on that'd be fucking great (laughs) i don't think i'm not uh, I don't. What is the hard twenty? No, I'm just fucking. Oh, okay, maybe um, maybe all tall, all small. Hit some hard eights. And they do. They six. do have the bonus craps there. I will be staying too. So that that's nice. They do. Oh yeah. Oh sweet. So hopefully we uh, get on a lick like we did the last. I'm excited. Time. I'm excited because we're actually staying at a hotel we've never stayed at before. Uh, hitting a pool we've never hit before. We've been to the Westgate Casino plenty of times. That's where we sign up for our super contest. Uh, which, you know, if you're a football fan and you like our FGH Football Glory Hole podcast, then um, that will be coming up very soon, and we'll have all the good stuff coming up with that. Um, but, yeah, that's where we signed up for our Super Contest. And, you know, uh, don't – actually, what do you want to do? Because you're only there for one night. I was planning on myself, since I'm there for, for a little bit longer, to take a trip down to the Strip, since it's been years since I've gone to the Strip. But – you know, if that's kind of, we'll just wing it and kind of play it by ear. Yeah, I, I, know, I know the first thing I want to do when I get to town, I got to go to our usual haunts, the D, and cash in a couple of Masters winning tickets there, kid. Oh, fuck. We got to go all the way down there? No, I'm going to go. Uh, 
Oh. On my way from the airport, I'm just going to go oh, ahead and okay. go straight there. And then I'll just catch a ride over to uh, Westgate after that. Gotcha. And then, I don't know, we got we to gotta hook up with our dude. And I'd like to get the contest and all that shit out of the way. And then whatever after that. Yeah, we'll for sure take care of business. Hit the hit the tables at the Westgate, and um, and we we could save the tables for fucking later that night. I'm fine with that. I just want to get get that guy out of the way and get the business out of the way, and yeah. uh, empty our pockets so we can go spend <laughs> some more money. <laughs> well, I will be at the Westgate pool uh, Friday afternoon around three o'clock, and. I probably won't leave until they kick me out of there and and hopefully I don't drown and die before then. Uh and then I'll just stumble up and, you know. God, I bet it's gotta be fucking like Jesus, probably like, well, like ten before they close those fuckers out there. I don't yeah, I mean I think different pools have different because you know, some of these pools, which I didn't look up what the what the Westgate has, but some of these pools have like these fucking outrageous night scene activities, you know, like party scenes and you know, yeah. lights, and, lights and music and all the shit going on. I don't know about Westgate. I didn't look in, but it doesn't matter. As soon as I get there and drop my bags, I'm I'm putting on my fucking, putting on my swim trunks that are mid-thigh. <clears throat> I know that's a, <laughs> I know that's a big deal right now. I've seen that on social media. You can't believe all these, and it's fucking women. Let's just, let's, hold on. Let's, this, I don't I know anything about this, so enlighten me. I didn't plan this, but this, this is fucking irking me. And I never comment on social media about this because uh i don't know there's only certain things i really speak up on social media but it's a thing right now with the women of all people talking about wearing short things that are too short the fucking women are coming after the men be like oh look at all these men with their new uh with these new mid-thigh sh- uh, shorts okay hoochie mama like just trying to make fun of guys wearing fucking mid-thigh uh Either either swim trunks, which I have those, or just like your regular like leisure wear shorts. I've got those too. And it's like, hey, listen here, you slut bag. Y'all been fucking wearing <laughs> shorts with your asses hanging out for goddamn decades. Can we show off some nice legs occasionally? Is it okay if we don't wear cargo pants past our fucking knees down to our fucking mid calf? Is it okay if we show a little a little leg too? I mean, like it can get a little weird. I'm not gonna lie, it can get a little weird. When it goes too high, and that's when you get into the, eh, you're flying your LGBTQ elemental P flag at that point. But you have a nice regular mid thigh short or swim trunk. There's nothing wrong with that. That's fucking normal. Yeah. And and these women, eh, they don't they don't like to share it. They don't want to share the showing off the skin. I feel like. So they've been showing us every curve of their cooch mm. for how long? <clears throat> and now it's even now toe. it's even worse with these fucking with the new ones because they here's here's a couple of disturbing trends that I've seen especially in the gym and the first one's from the ladies mm-hmm. so they wear these instead of just you know the lo, the yoga pants or whatever on the hips very nice I love that mm. very nice I love it I just support it one hundred percent you just yeah. grab them by the pushy yeah. <laughs> well, they're making it easier because now they wear like these shorts about mid thigh, but mm-hmm. then they come up above their navel. Yeah. But then, which whatever, if you don't want your belly hanging out, it's fine. I'm not going to shame you for it. But you're then going the, you're going to the ass crack, aren't you? No. Oh. 
Then they wear baggy ass t-shirts. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But, but <clears throat> again, if you want to wear baggy shirts and you don't want to, you know, people standing, you just want to get a workout. Fine, I'm fine with all of that. But they don't do that. They wear baggy shirts and then pull them up and tie them off so that this much of their midsection yeah. is showing. Or cut it off right there. And the, and the shirt is tied up in the back, but yet their pants are above their navel. Yeah. I'm like, what what look is that? Well, What are you going for? What, I usually what attraction are you going for? It doesn't bother me that much because when you pull them up that high and tight on the front, what's what's going on in the back is that ass is eating those fucking shorts. And I mean, they so's are... their snatch in the front. Oh, God bless it. I, it, it, it doesn't bother me. I kind of like it. I'm not going to lie. I'm not a fan. I am not a fan. I'm just not a fan. Like it is that that cooter and that that booty hole <laughs> is just munching <laughs> on the. I mean, it's just it's a full buffet on the front and the back. <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, the other disturbing trend, and I saw this today, and I swear to God, there was four. I've seen like one or two of these dudes before. I've never seen four of them in the gym at the same time. And I don't know, honestly, if this is a straight thing or a gay thing. I, I couldn't tell. All right. But it's a thing. So there were four guys with regular ass haircuts, like long on the top, but you know, cut on the sides, but not like really faded in, just kind of more of a regular haircut. Okay. Full mustache. And I mean like solid porn stash, but then trimmed right at the lips, right here. So the cop copper military mustache, got it. Basically, yes. But with the Freddie Murky hair. Freddie Mercury haircut. It's basically, they look like Freddie Mercury. It's the Freddie Mercury look. And it's shave, coming... Shave short on the sides? Shave short on the sides, yeah. but normal on the top. Nothing crazy. Big mustache, but right there to the corner of the lips. Like <laughs> They look like Freddie Mercury. And again, here's what I will say of the Freddie Mercury look. For a gay guy, that's a pretty good look. Like, you know, it's clean. It's standard. Well, what, what's going on with the top of the hair to make it a fair Freddie Mercury haircut? It's just, like, it's just thick, and it's just combed over. It's straight over, not, like sideways. Yeah. Hmm. Not, it's, not it's at very, a, it's not very at normal. An angle. No, he didn't do that. This is very normal. <clears throat> and again, for a gay guy, if that's your look. I think that's a clean, classic look for a gay guy. I have it no sounds, problem. It with sounds it. like a good look. I mean, but. There was four of them. So I'm like, okay, how fast is this trend taking off? How old off? were they? How old were they? I would say they're all in their 20s. Oh, yeah. Then it's a trend, yeah. So it's like, okay, is this the queen look coming back for queens? Or is this now <laughs> a universal look now, like any person can wear it? Because like, here's the question. for a straight guy, that's not a good look. For a gay guy, I think it's a great look. You know, uh, how high were the shorts on the thigh? Mid. Mm. Every single one of them are mid. That's that's what that's what <laughs> started me down this song. And then when you kept going, I was like, yeah, now I got to talk about it. You're trying to what you're trying to say is I've got a gay. If I shave my beard and then just stop right here, you're saying I look like a gay guy. Well, I mean, you'd have to do your hair properly. I'd have to just send it over instead send of send it over. Back. Yeah. 
Well, look, it wouldn't be the first client, first time I've been called gay, Phil Sebus. I've been, it's been fighting. But I don't know that these dudes are gay. That's that's. I guess that's my problem. Like, if you were gay and that's your look, I think it's a it's a great look. It's a clean, classic look. It's an iconic look. Sure, do do the Freddie Mercury thing. Do the Queen mm -hmm. thing. That's fine. But like, if straight guys are dressing like this, <laughs> that's a fucking problem. Like, that, I'm not gonna be your friend as a straight guy when you when you look like that. Like, I'm just not. So now I know. If you're gay and tell, look like that, we could be friends. I know. How, I know what to tell my hairstylist next time I go. Like just fucking Merc <laughs> Freddie Mercury the fuck out of my goddamn hair, and I'm gonna yeah, show. Yeah, but them. you gotta get rid of the beard. I will when you show up to Vegas and you go. To <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna oh, show, and it's gonna oh, be like, fuck. oh hey, Bozivas, what's up? You ready to fucking do this? Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> no i can i have never done just the mustache i don't know if I, I i don't know if i can do it i really don't know if i can pull that off oh i mean it's a tough look to like i said if you're gay i think it's a great look and we could be friends but if you're straight and you look like that I, man i don't think i could be buddies with you i really yeah. don't well stay tuned and subscribe for further episodes and see what <laughs> and see what happens in Vegas and there about might be that. a live spot if I show up in Longhorns got mid thigh shorts on, a porn mm -hmm. stash, and just like, the Bocibus, fucking... Bocibus, I'm over here, Bocibus. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That's fucking funny. Oh my god. Yeah, because it's not like it's Gay not, jokes are funny. It's not like a shaved on this like it's just a natural cut it's all the way down to the neck like picture freddie mercury it looks just like that i only know freddie mercury from the movie with the guy that played yeah, freddie mercury it looks so, just like that yeah so i gotta get big buck teeth too and... well the teeth aren't really part of it but oh okay Passing yeah that. oh yeah that's that's um oh and then the fucking so, there's a lady in the gym. Lady, lady, and she's got she's older. She's probably if I had to say mid forties, early fifties, somewhere around there. But Hispanic. Ooh, yeah, she's got the full pants, but pulled up above her navel. But she's not wearing the baggy shirt. She's wearing the crop top, which is okay. appropriate. Mm -hmm. And she wears the golf visor or tennis visor. And she wears sunglasses either on top of her head or on her eyes sometimes. Mm. But my favorite thing about this lady is at a certain angle at this gym, like if you're on the pull-up bars, you can see the upstairs, like where people are doing the cardio stuff. Uh -huh. You know, sometimes God just gives you these little gifts. So I'm yeah. on the pull-up bar. I'm not really feeling like being there. In between sets, I'm just fucking kind of looking at my phone. I look up. And I see her, and she's on the treadmill. And mm -hmm. she's got her sunglasses on in her outfit. And she's walking. But as she's walking, she is fucking saucing, baby. And she's, like, fucking moving those hips back and forth. And she's walking and saucing at the same time. I'm like, oh, thank you, Lord, for this gift. Right now, this is all the motivation I needed to make this workout. Because that brought me so much joy to watch somebody just fucking... <clears throat> Do their, I mean, like nobody else was in the fucking gym. She's just fucking up there getting it, boy. See, that's so interesting because that would just, I would, I don't know what that would do to me, but I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing, lady? 
it's a yeah, treadmill, it, not a fucking dance so floor. That makes me so fucking happy because I'm but like, this is, this is okay, so this, ridiculous. Yeah, it's very ridiculous. She's wearing sunglasses inside. She's salsa dancing on the fucking treadmill. And I mean, she's getting it. Like this, this lady, like I would be embarrassed to get on a dance floor with her. Like she would, she would fucking dance you right off the goddamn. Floor. Now, the, now here's here's, shit. here's the million dollar question: whether or not it's actually the dancing that that made you happy or not. If this cunt was four hundred pounds salsa dancing on that treadmill, oh my, would, I, you, would you have been so happy? I might have like. Tell the Lord, like, you know what? That I'm good. Like yeah. anytime you want to take me, yeah. I'm good. Cause this, so con- it, so my life is complete. Story, the conclusion of the story is it was just a hot shit, shake a hot chick shaking her stuff. No, no, no. It's the opposite of that. I'd have been even happier if she was fat. What? Yeah, that would have been even more ridiculous. I stand corrected then. Yeah. I'd have been I'd have been like, I'm leaving. I I I'm not even doing this. I'd be right like, now. Lord, you can take me. I've seen enough. This is great. I, I have seen I, enough to know that I have seen too much. <laughs> Get me I, the fuck out of here. I would have just been like, yeah, I, you know what? You've given me so much, God. You've given me so much. I don't need anything else. If you, if this is the moment I need to go, man, I am. And I don't want that to. I don't want that to come off as like I judge big people at the gym because I don't. I think it's a beautiful thing when when uh, people go to the gym and actually. Oh, absolutely. Start you know, to, to the path of making themselves better. Um, but if you're going to go to the gym and you're a huge fat ass and you put sunglasses on and you're salsa dancing on the treadmill, probably now obviously different strokes for different folks. Me, I'm turning around and going the other way. Both he's, <laughs> he's going to, for I mean, he's just going to praise God, I guess. I, he just loves it. Yeah. I mean, how often do you just see things that entertain you that much? Like in real life, and every time I do get to see him, like, I'm so thankful. Like, oh, thank you, Lord, for putting me in this place right now to see this person yeah. just enjoying the existence of being here in a way that I never could. Like, I could never enjoy life enough to salsa dance on a goddamn yeah. treadmill. Yeah, ever. I hear you. I hear you because, like, and it, I think it's the curse of um, people watchers and – I'm not even going to say it's like... It's a curse know. of self-awareness, really. Yeah, and I was going to take it somewhere else where I, I don't know if I want to do it on camera, but like, I have this theory. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Keep your like, pants on! No, it's like, I I think that... um oh, This is going to really piss people off, but like, I think that people that... um And I could be wrong. Let me preface it where I could just be way wrong. But I think that people that can just let loose, and these are the like... Anytime music comes on, they're going straight to the dance floor or just any, oh, anytime. Yeah. It's just, um, I feel like it correlates to IQ, but I don't have, um, I don't have like the science to back that up, but I just feel like when you're, when you're, I feel like if you're high, if your IQ is high, you have, you, you're a super aware person because you just, you just are, because when your IQ is like, you're, you're very aware of what's going on around you. And I feel like they're not the type that just impulsively just like will start salsa dancing on a treadmill or as soon as a fucking song comes on. Oh, let me run to the dance floor and make myself. Uh, again, I, you know, I don't have any science behind it. This is going to piss a lot of people off. They're like, I'm smart and I like to dance. What the fuck are you talking about? You <laughs> like, But I just I don't know, man. Like, I don't know about the dancing part and the IQ. Make, just, just don't care what you look like, though. Like whether what, whatever it might be. No, that that's up. That's not true at all. Because 
Um, and I know you're not supposed to say the word Asperger's anymore or whatever, but like, there's plenty of people like Bill Gates, you mm-hmm. know, that have that and have very high IQs that they have no social awareness as far as like being in an environment like that. And what they, I mean, you ever seen that guy try to dance on stage at one of those Microsoft fucking things? I mean, he looks like a fucking, like, uh, I mean, he has no rhythm, no nothing. He's just like. But maybe he knows that. Maybe he knows that he, like, he's aware enough to know that he looks ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying he doesn't know that. But, I mean, like, as far as, I, I guess it just be depend on, like, style like, like they're not good dress. Like he's not a good dresser. I mean, look, <laughs> yeah. look at fucking Einstein's hair. Like, I mean, I know it became iconic. Eventually, he wasn't going for that initially. He didn't know sure? how to comb his fucking hair. It's a pretty cool look. It is now that the he's fucking, fucking uh, one of the. Now that he's Kramer, fucking Einstein. The Kramer from Seinfeld just. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is now. It wasn't initially. He just looked like a fucking crazy person. Maybe it's a bad theory. I'm willing to admit that maybe I'm wrong. Okay. But I just feel like in my experience of watching people who. Yeah, I'm not saying this lady is a fucking ethnologist by any means, but I am saying that I do enjoy, truly enjoy. And I do think it's a gift from the Lord for me personally. Anytime I get to see somebody that is so blissfully not cursed with self-awareness <laughs> that they will literally make themselves look ridiculous just because that's what they feel like fucking doing and she feels like salsa dancing on a goddamn treadmill mm-hmm. which probably is a great fucking workout and she's in sure. and like i said she's mid 40s at least i mean you know hispanic women you never can tell until they get to a certain age and they look a thousand but mm-hmm. anywhere from mid 40s to 50s and she's in great fucking shape so like like you said, who am I to fucking judge? And I, I do like seeing, you know, big people. I like, you know what else I like seeing? I like seeing skinny people at the gym trying to lift weights. I'm like, good. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I saw just... hilarious. This dude, this was an Indian dude the other day, or it's been <laughs> some weeks ago now. He was wearing a shirt, and you know, red dot, not woohoo. Skinny, as jeans. you imagine. Did he have jeans on? Did not wear jeans. God, they always have fucking jeans on. He was wearing long pants. But he had a long baggy t-shirt on and he was very skinny and it said muscles downloading and then it had like <laughs> dust. <laughs> and I was like, that's a great fucking shirt. Yeah. That a great shirt. That is funny. Yeah, I love the people watch and you know, if you if you don't like what I said, you can email in at Bocephus uh, at the Revolution Network. <laughs> he'll take all that. He'll take all those uh, emails. But look. It's, uh, I just like the people watching. Maybe I judge them, maybe I don't. Sometimes I put it on camera, sometimes I don't. It's a working theory, okay? It's not, it's not concrete, all right? If Fauci can be wrong about the fucking goddamn pandemic, then maybe I can have a working theory that isn't quite right. Oh, speaking of that, I did want to talk about, <laughs> not Fauci, but uh, Bill Gates, that motherfucker. So I read an article that this fucking cocksucker bought i think it was like 10 million shares of a uh particular vaccine a year before the pandemic started mm-hmm. that vaccine turned into the pfizer vaccine oh talker 
and then he sold said vaccine mm-hmm. at the height of it, you know, before everybody found it was bullshit, for a tidy profit of around $800 million. So weird. That's a, what a strange coincidence. Like, he must be the luckiest guy in the world to get to get that uh, lucky with timing. So I'm sure there's nothing nefarious at all with any of that. I mean, dude, like, all the evidence piling up on all this bullshit... My only question is, like, are any of these people ever going to be held accountable in this lifetime? Probably the would not. Be no. The answer would be no. The answer would be no. But, uh, like we've said before in you know previous episodes, like, thank God. It's one of the good things about having social media, shows like this, national shows. Like, all this shit is archived and documented until there's another you know, epoch like you were talking about in that book you read that wipes everything out. And maybe the, you know, who knows? Maybe there's a, you know, I'm sure the powers that be are they're smart enough to read books like you've read, and I'm sure they know that there's probably there's some good evidence that, that civilization has been wiped out several times before. There's got to be a way to, uh, you know, document and store and bury and and preserve what we were and what we are at the time of whenever we, we, uh, you know, get wiped out to where maybe the, you know, I, I can't remember how long you said that the gap is, it was between, uh, epochs or whatever, but 10,000 years from now, when, when, uh, uh two douchebags are doing another revolution network podcast, <laughs> uh, they'll, they'll be like, Hey, there were, there were two really extremely ridiculously good looking guys 10,000 years ago <laughs> that were saying some of these same things. So it's like 20, is it 27,200, something like that. So, Hey, Hey, uh, future, uh, we, we were here. Future Russes, like Bill we were, and Ted. Yeah, we were here. We were pretty kick-ass too. So suck on that. Yeah. The book that I read now, there's, uh, it was one secret society that's, uh, fully believes or discovered said they might have discovered that all of that evidence from uh, past <laughs> civilizations is actually buried under the foot of the Sphinx. Oh, nice. We should probably uh, look into that. I'm sure if that's true, it's been looked into and I'm sure <laughs> it's been found. And Bill and, Gates has the evidence. And... Yeah, I mean, somebody does. Yeah. Hunter might have sold it for crack by this time. I don't know. It could be on the laptop for all I know. Yeah, Hunter's got it all. Uh, speaking of books and and reading books, I I did finish that long time ago. That four, uh, Fahrenheit four five one is a book burning um, book. Another another kind of warning of you know future society and when when government takes control, yada yada yada. Uh, my biggest takeaway, not only not just from the book because the book was kind of like eh. Honestly, it was it was not a lot of depth to. It's not a lot of um, <clears throat> like like when you read Animal Farm and and 1984. It's a lot of depth and a lot of you know things going on with symbolism and and uh, and metaphors and stuff like that. 19 uh, excuse me Fahrenheit 451. It's pretty straightforward. I mean, it's just a government future government control society where they the the firemen are not firemen like they are in our world firemen are people that go and burn books because books are bad you know you can't learn things yada yada it's government complete government control and brainwashing of society however it didn't it, it's not so it's, it kind of like been, mid, it's kind of like the medieval catholic <clears throat> church um a little bit i guess you can you could tell me more on that like would they burn everything that was uh anti 
Catholic Church, I'm, I'm assuming. No, nobody could afford books, and most people couldn't read, but they did chain the Bibles to the pews, so... Oh, shit. Nobody could actually take that out. It was very controlled knowledge for sure. And now it's in every hotel room drawer. Everywhere. You know what? It's not anymore. What? Have you looked in a hotel room drawer lately? Uh, nobody has looked in a hotel room drawer. I always look. Why? I always put shit in drawers. I don't know. It's a weird okay. thing of mine. We'll, we'll, we'll revisit that. But uh, So you're saying that, <laughs> you're saying that there's no... Bibles and hotel rooms anymore. Dude, probably in the last 10 years, that has decreased so much. I'm not saying none of them, but most of them that I've been to, eh, at least in the last five years, I haven't seen a single one. Well, guess what I'm doing as soon as I get to Vegas? I'm looking in my drawer, and if there's not a Bible, I am going to call the front desk. If there's not a Bible in your drawer, in your room, (laughs) in a casino in Vegas. Yes, I'm calling the fucking front desk, (laughs) and I'm saying, where the fuck is my Bible? This is horse shit. I paid way too much for this room. There's no Bible. I don't know how I'm going to fucking sleep tonight. Uh, the, 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 the woman of the night that comes over, how am I going to fucking save her and, and tell her that what she's doing is wrong? Is this, I mean, I'm, a, I'm all fucked up now. This is not going to uh, work. I was going to read that horse scripture. Yes, I was not going to do ungodly things to her. I was going to tell her the error of her ways and use the good book to uh back up my what i'm saying so so for all you kiddos out there listening (laughs) back in the day there Mm -hmm. absolutely was at every fucking shitty motel eight uh room or fucking you know if you were fancy on holiday inn in every hotel slash motel room there was a bible in every or not everybody in one (laughs) drawer in the dresser by the bed Oh, if you're talking. Oh, and to you know me. what? The other thing that really pisses me off is there's no stationery anymore. There used to be a Bible in the fucking drawer, and there was goddamn stationery. There was paper, pen and, paper. and a pen. Mm. On there's, they did away with that. There is no more pen and paper, which wears because, me the fuck because out. Because there's notes in your fucking phone. So that's what I was gonna say. If you're talking to your younger generation, you're not gonna need to explain why the Bible's not in the drawer. You're going to need to explain to them what a Bible is. You're going to have to start there. They're like, what is this? Did he say Bibble? What, I, what is this word? That he says? Is this a new Google? What, Bibble? What do we do? What is a book? What? Yeah. What's a book? This poor fucking generation. I don't know how we're, I don't know where we're at on time, Bocephus, but yeah, this, uh, this poor generation, my God. Yeah, you know, it's funny is um, my niece got a birthday coming up and I was trying to figure out what to get her. And... My sister told me she um, she's going to be a freshman this year, and she really likes to read books. I'm like, okay, well, I'll get her a, you know, an e-gift card from Amazon. She can download book or whatever. She's like, no, no, no. She doesn't like to download. She likes to actually hold the books. Oh, okay. She's like, she's weird like that. I was like, that's not fucking weird. No, that's normal. It's not weird at all. That's that was that used to be fucking. I know it's weird now, but it's fucking. It, it's actually really normal. So I got her a gift card to Barnes and Noble, which I gotta give a shout out to Barnes and Noble real quick. I got her a gift card to Barnes and Noble, uh, so she could go to it. Which there are still a few physical locations left. There's one that closer where she was where she lives, yeah. so she can go pick out a book and physically buy a book. I physically ordered a book from Barnes and which I gotta be honest, most of the time I don't. I will download books on my phone and then read them either my phone or my iPad or I download for Audible. 
Mm-hmm. So I, I'm just as guilty as anybody else. I read on my electronic device or I listen to them on Bluetooth or whatever. But I did order a physical book because it's a it's a workbook. And so I ordered it and I paid for expedited shipping because it said, oh, it won't be there till next Friday. And I was like, well, I want it this last Saturday. So I paid like an extra $15 for expedited shipping. I need, I want this book. He is so bougie, people. Well, I wanted the book. And it didn't come in. It actually, it just came in today. So mm-hmm. I emailed them earlier today. I was like, hey, I paid $15 for fucking expedited shipping. It's not here. It's not even going to be here until it says now today. I want my money back. Mm-hmm. And they actually refunded me my money with no questions asked. So shout out to fucking Barnes & Noble. Fantastic customer service. You didn't give me any shit. You didn't say, well, you know, we don't guarantee blah, 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 blah. No, they just yeah. said, hey, here's your fucking money back. <clears throat> Enjoy mm-hmm. your book and go fuck yourself. It was most awesome. Most are pretty good about that. I mean, like, if you actually take the effort to email them, and most people don't. That's the thing. Is most people don't. But I found that most places are pretty good at uh, – Working with you, you know, and giving you either like a store credit. Sometimes. Yeah. You know, I guess it just depends. But I will say the, the bookstore is still magical. Like there's just something. I I mean, I was I was at Barnes & Noble's. Uh, my daughter's. I think. I think when, when did they shut that one down in Fort Worth? Uh, downtown. Um, I'm not sure exactly, but we did try to go there and it was shut down. So we had to go to the uh, to the South Lake location um to, to do it but like i i and it actually went we went to the fort worth library too and just kind of peruse around there like i love the bookstore there's just something very magical about having all this knowledge and and uh just just stories and and just magical lands and places you can go and all these books and these i mean I, this is a dying thing though though see it's like like kids most kids, and thank God your niece is not one of them, but most of these kids just like, fuck that. I don't care. That's just sad. You know, they're, they're missing out. Where do you think the world would be if they wouldn't have burned down the fucking uh, library at Alexandria that at one point was said to contain literally all the world's knowledge? Like, remember in Game of Thrones when he went to be a maester? Yeah, and got sent to the, and it was like every book of every like everything, all of history recorded in one place, and it was like infinite, mm-hmm. like to the ceiling, books. Like how could you ever know? Like that's well, what it was said that the, the library at Alexandria was because Alexander really, uh, he I mean he was part of the esoteric crowd. He was you know raised in these secret societies. He was um, you know educated by Aristotle himself. He was huge, huge, huge on education and culture. That's why when he took over an area, he never forced people to his religion. He never forced people to his beliefs. He said, you can keep everything that you believe, all of your religion, but I want it chronicled. I want it in my library, and you serve me, period. If I ever call on you, you fight for me. If you do all that, you can keep all your shit. If you don't, I'll just fucking murder all of you. That's the deal. And that Seems was the like a good... I mean, it's the best deal you're going to fucking get, which is why he, when he took over places, he didn't destroy them. He just left them as they were. He conquered them. He's like, hey, now yeah. you're, all, you're all with me now. So uh, in, in Fahrenheit 451, 
uh, while they're while the government's going around burning everything and they pretty much eliminate everything, there's a like an underground group of people who um, they're the they're the kind of like bookkeepers. So like and and because you can't be caught with books or you'll be you know murdered and and your your books gone obviously. So the books are stored in in their brains. So they're so these they're literally people who there's certain people who have certain books or categories and they have to memorize word for word you know, uh, classical, you know, famous books so that it's never lost as long as they're alive, uh, that it, they can always be rewritten. So it's, I mean, if, if something like that ever happened in real life, I don't know what we do because like you can, you could literally find every book at some point, it would take forever, probably find almost every book of whatever, whether it was the Bible or Shakespeare or whatever, and you can eliminate all of it and it's gone forever unless you have it in the brain and someone knows it that well that they could, you know, uh, recite and, and pass it down to future generations. Uh, that's the, that's really the only way to do it. It is. It would, be, it would be incredible to know what was lost in that library when it was destroyed. Like, well, think about like, 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 let's just go to like what you talked about in some of these past lives, like us, like these, these past civilizations that had, that had advanced to high technologies. What, what did they write about? Who were their Shakespeare's? Who were their, you know, who, who are their, uh, you know, just knowledgeable writers and like, what did they talk about? It's like, I mean, there's, who was there, you know, our Sir Isaac Newton and, and, and all these, you know, super intelligent people. It's so like, you know, like there's things out there that, that have existed in this world that we don't have any clue about because it's, because it's gone. Yeah. There's a lot of that shit. And that's why there is so many fucking secret societies and you know secret schools and ancient you know ways of thinking and all this different shit that maybe some of it's real maybe a lot of it's bullshit who fucking knows but you know seems like our secret society these days they just want to fuck little kids i don't know maybe maybe that happened in future or in past i don't i don't think that's really that big of a secret at this not anymore not anymore cn has the uh the hunter biden The whole investigation started because of an account that he had on a site that was trafficking child pornography. Mm. So that's how and it all that started. Hunter, that hunter, like they're they're ready to turn on on uh, on Joe Biden. Like they're 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 this close to because now there's like more. Well, more... They're not they're not going to have a choice, dude. Like it's up to nine family members right. now that they've transferred and, and, money to and there's there's a new phone that they found which there's there's information that, that that's still coming out uh the guy that's doing the investigation he's like yeah i'm still getting wire tra- like these bank tra- uh, transfers that are on on you know we don't know where they came from we don't know who they're like there's yeah, so much i think more- they're like in belarus now at this point like they're going to sacrifice joe biden and it's not going to be a public sacrifice it's going to be you're going to see joe biden make an announcement here in the next couple months, uh, like, hey, uh, I'm not accepting the nomination to run for president in 2024. Uh, and they'll make up some excuse like, oh, my wife, Jill Biden, she's she's she wants me to spend more time with family, blah, 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 all the same bullshit. They'll make an excuse. He'll be sacrificed and, and say, hey, old man, the heat around you is too much. Your son has brought too much fire. He's going down. We don't need you going down with them and costing us the possible possibility of this of this election. So that's going to happen in the next two or three months. He's going to get faded away. And whether it's JFK or not JFK, um, uh, is it RFK? RFK, RFK, 
Gavin Newsom, you're Kamala. She'll fucking be in there, even though she's fucking terrible. Like these people will be your <laughs> your new front runners in the Democratic Party. So if you if you have uh, if you so happen to have the ability to get action down on any of this, currently Joe Biden is the heavy favorite for the Democratic nominee, and you can get people like RFK and Gavin Newsom. You can get them at some pretty tasty uh, plus money. That's Just saying. A- that's, that's good up. gamble information there. That's uh, up to you. Do what you want. You know. I wouldn't put my money on Kamala. Oh my the, god! Uh, just just burn it. Just take your money out and fucking. <laughs> the poll that came out on her. <clears throat> so I didn't really know anything about these polls and these ratings or whatever. So there's, there's something called the negative rating, which is basically like it's not necessarily a negative number. Uh, it's just like I don't know. It, it's the neg like how many. Mm-hmm people percentage whatever over whatever or or negative on you there's actually only been two people that did go negative that weren't in positive numbers on this scale uh the first one ever vice president was pence which i mean with trump he was literally still is literally the most hated (laughs) and most loved president he He just got shrapnel from trump he did but his rating was a negative one Okay. Which he was the first one to ever go negative. Her first, rating, I've ever heard, first I've ever heard of anything like this, but go ahead. Yeah, her rating on this same poll is a negative 17. Oh, my God. So he How was the back? first negative at How negative How far back one. does it go? Like forever. It's, She's worse than Dan Quayle? She's the worst rated <laughs> vice president of all time. Of all time. Now, what about if you take this negative rating and you put it in a Venn diagram? What hap- What does that? What does that do for it? Does, does that change the math at all? I mean, oh yeah, you got dumbass on one side, you got horror on the other, and where it comes together, that's your negative seventeen. That's negative seventeen. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, so we figured it out. We got our Venn diagram. I we do love Venn, di- Venn diagrams are the best. I love them. She loves yellow school buses, Venn mm-hmm. diagrams, and what's her famous catchphrase? It's I love to suck cock. No? No, not that no, one. Not that uh, one. Sorry. It's, um, it's the it's the ability. Oh god damn it. She said it like a million times. The ability to do what we've do done. The, do the work. No. With with the how I, I don't want to fuck it up, but yeah, it, it, she's, she, she's she said, said so it much. like at least 30 times. It's her, it's literally her catchphrase and it's the dumbest shit. And she thinks it's profound. That's why she continues to say it. She I'm thinks so it's happy. One of the most profound statements that anybody's ever come up with is that she continues to say it. Yeah. She'll, she'll do an awkward laugh at her every time she says it, I'm sure. But like, <laughs> I'm so happy that this administration gave us, the worst president and the most ridiculous president of all time. You could say Trump and, and you can make a, you can make a point for Trump because he is, he is ridiculous. I love his policy, but he's a, he's a ridiculous figure. Now Biden is ridiculous and incompetent. Uh, We got that. We got the worst press secretary that I've ever seen. We got the worst vice president, obviously that everybody has seen. We're, we're, we're making history here, but let's let's not forget Let's not forget the uh, fucking bald-headed dude with a mustache that wore lipstick. Oh. That was the head of the nuclear whatever the fuck that stole luggage all over the country at airports. That was his fetish to steal women's luggage. 
let's not forget the fucking and dude. he's going he's going like he's going to prison now for that yeah again or he's getting arrested so and uh, let's not forget the uh the admiral who's uh you know a dude dressed like dressed like a girl dressed like let's a girl. not let's not forget pete boudad judge booty juice booty what is it booty, booty juice? juice let's not forget booty juice and his uh thank you big, secretary booty juice big bag another <laughs> like this is this is a joke like it's such a joke i mean i'm so glad it's documented i'm so glad we have episodes talking about all this and uh we'll see what happens in the next um see it's it's coming up on july so oh my god we only got like a year and three months year and four months and we're gonna have a we're gonna have a new president you know what you know what the fucking most ridiculous shit i heard all weekend was and i forget the reporter's name but he's like hard in the bag you know democrat of course supporting fucking mainstream like softball 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 always cover always cover just piece of shit yeah but he actually asked um i think it was maybe a governor he actually asked a real question he's like hey do you really think it was a smart idea to have hunter biden at this dinner with these you know diplomats from this other country like do you really think it was a good look it was chuck todd and he asked amy klobuchar i saw that yeah i don't remember his names but yeah and she came out and said, look, if they want to run on Hunter Biden yeah. in 2024, good luck. Because the president can run on the fact that he created 13,000 jobs. I'm like, bitch, no. 13 he... million. 13 million. Yeah. No, he fucking can't because he didn't create shit. And everybody yeah. fucking knows that. Who buys that shit? Like, I, when I hear things like that, <clears throat> you know, like, obviously, that's a uh, that was from Meet the Press on Sunday. The only people watching Meet the Press are your just die in the wool Democrat, liberal, um, probably some, probably several independents. Yeah, to sure. his credit, he lit her up with that too. Like, yeah, I mean, he did. Uh, occasionally, Chuck Todd will surprise you, even though he is a complete fucking just douchebag liberal. Yeah. He will occasionally piss off the uh, the the Democrats and 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 push on something like that. He's like, who's buying it? Like, does does anybody believe? That when you shut down a um, the economy and you eliminate millions of jobs and an economy back opens back up and those jobs come back that you actually created those jobs does anybody really buy that? Who no. are these people that buy this shit? Like, ugh, pisses me off. Well, I guarantee none of the fucking uh, people in the service industry buy that bullshit. No. They got fucking laid off. I guarantee you, not, nobody that actually got laid off that weren't quote essential <laughs> workers. Uh, None of them buy that bullshit because they know about, what the fucking truth. How about all the small businesses that got that got uh, wiped out? A lot of them were minority-run businesses. How about all of them? Like, yeah. Like, or or how about all the people that then <clears throat> got their jobs created, quote unquote, and then got fucking fired because they wouldn't take a fucking jab that didn't even fucking work? I just I just you know like I talked about probably probably was wrong and and said that. People who dance are not very high IQ. And I can say, <laughs> I can say for a fact, I can say for a fact that most of the people that vote Democrat um, are either we've talked about this before. They're either they're either evil or dumb. And and yeah, show but me. that's the thing though is they, for the most part, consider themselves the intelligent part. They consider themselves the educated class. 
Yeah, there are a lot of coastal elitists, and you know what? A lot of them in the higher ranks are at like they are Ivy League. They are this. They are that. They come from a lot of money. Blah blah blah, which is shouldn't be you know uh, syncopatic to fucking being a Democrat. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be for the minority. You're supposed to be for the fucking poor. You're supposed to fucking stand up for the little person. But yet, all the people that take office for them are all coastal fucking elite. That's the that's the whole trick. You say you're for that while you get all the elite rewards, money. But community. the people that vote for them in proxy feel like that they are intelligently elite. Then those will be the dumb people. See, because the, the, the they're they're like, oh, I'm not I'm not gonna vote like I'm not gonna vote like those stupid southerners, rednecks, those rednecks, rednecks that vote, those racists that vote Republican. Yeah. Those are the idiots. The ones that are like pulling the strings up above that are actually in the elite status flying private jets you know uh flying business class all the time have caddies on on golf courses those are the uh those are the um the uh assholes the evil part the evil people yeah. and the ones below them you didn't even catch that joke i, I talked about people with caddies and um oh. and flying <laughs> flying business class he, he just went right back. i did i'm sorry <laughs> Anyways, I didn't. I didn't expect it lumped into that group. Yeah, I was moving fast. Moving fast tonight. Sorry. Um, all right, one last thing, real quick, and I can't believe you didn't touch on this, but uh, truly American hero. I I don't remember anybody's name, so I apologize. But the chick that spoke out that was a swimmer at Penn with uh, fucking Leah Thomas, Riley Gaines. There, there she is. She went in Congress and like lit them the fuck up. Uh, Fact checked them in real time. In awesome. real fucking time, they had a senator come on there. It's like anybody who says this is just being bigot, homophobe, and blah blah blah. You know that you can't swim. And she's like, "Hey, um, you know this dude with a dick and balls." She's like, there's no modesty in a swimmer in the locker room. And they <laughs> never told us that he had to be in our locker room and never asked us. Mm-hmm. You know, he got naked. He got all of us, see all of us naked. She's like, that's sexual assault. But you keep crying for this very small portion of the population. But yet you never ask us what we think. She's like, what about the women? What about women? You never asked us what our thoughts were, what our feelings were. You don't even care. You just simply, as long as this very small, and she said this, as long as this very small sect of society is happy, you don't care what anybody else thinks. And I just want to stand up and fucking give her a full round of applause. Like, yes, finally a woman that is strong enough to stand up for what for fucking women. Like, God damn it, bitches. Mm. Get your shit together. Why, yeah, why can y'all never be on the same team about anything? That's a whole nother topic we can get into on women. But I like, know. But my favorite part about that whole thing was when the fucking cuntbag uh, Democrat lady that was talking uh, just nonsense. She was like, you know, you got all these uh, men who, you know, she's giving an example. Like, you got these men that say that they could beat uh venus and serena williams and tennis and oh and she wiped them out with it yeah and then the and they went straight to raleigh games she was like actually uh venus and serena both lost to the 203rd ranked men's uh tennis player and like straight sets it wasn't even a competition and she also said i happen to be married 
to a uh, male collegiate swimmer. And I am talking about Riley Gaines. I am the most, I'm, I'm nationally recognized. I'm one of the best woman swimmer in, in uh, college athletics. And my husband can wipe me clean without even fucking trying. And he's not a highly ranked college swimmer. He's just your run of the mill. So like, it's just to, to and everybody forgets the- that Serena Williams herself. <laughs> Said. She said, this, "She said I'm not doing this shit because I I don't want to get embarrassed." Yeah, there there was some dude that was like playfully challenging her. It was Andy, uh, the Andy Roddick. Is that who it was? I don't know if it's Andy Roddick or who it was. It was one of those from that time period where he was one yeah. of the top male athletes, and they, said, they, hey. and they were just playing around. But she was on a late night talk show, and they're like, "Oh, so and so challenged you to battle the sexes." Mm-hmm. Boa, would you do it for charity? She's like, no, I have no interest in doing it. I was like, he would beat me 6060, and yes. it, it would take five minutes, maybe 10, if I did well. Yeah. She's like, a- they, she's like, they're faster than us, they're stronger than us, they hit harder than us. And that is coming from the greatest women's tennis player of oh. all. She's the Jordan. Of, yes. She's the Jordan of women's tennis. And she's she like, is the no, goat. And I she was like, no, it. thank you. Yeah, I don't. And we we live in the upside down world, both of us. We are we're living in the. But and the least, funny thing is, when the battle of the sexes happened, if you know anything about the real story. Oh yeah, there's some there's some shit going on there. The dude that did it, mm-hmm. right? I mean, he's you know complete. He played the part, the sexist asshole. He was way over way over the hill. He said he could still beat you know the number one women's uh, Billie Jean King at the time. It was a setup. It was talked about before the match. He told her, like, look, I'm not going to beat you. I want you to go out there and beat my ass. I'm riling all these people up. I'm on your side. Let's go fucking put on a show. Let's do this for charity. And she went out there and, and wiped. Oh, you're not wiped. even getting, you're not getting to the real story. You don't know the real story? This dude, this, that was a fixed game. He had, like, major gambling debt and was, and was, this was a, this was an inside job. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, this was a this was an inside job. He I'm not I'm not it. saying he didn't yeah, I'm not saying his intentions were completely fucking evan- evangelical on the situation, but it was discussed beforehand. Like, hey, I'm sure you're gonna beat me badly. Because <laughs> yeah, I gotta get out of this debt badly. I don't I don't know that he told her that, but <laughs> No, he wouldn't say that, but that's what he's thinking. But she knew. She knew what the deal was. Eh, you think so? I don't know. No, no, no. Yeah, he talked he, to her beforehand. So, so she just went along with, she went along actually thinking that she, she played along that she actually beat him. Yes. Uh, There you go, women. There's your fucking, there's your, there's your role model. But I mean, but I mean that it was good for the movement. Was it? Well, I mean, at the time. Okay. How'd that, how'd that play out? Now, now we got fucking dudes chopping their dick off. So I'm not sure it was a, I'm not sure it was a good move. I mean, how about just let the dude? How about to let the dude kick the shit out of the woman in tennis because he's way better than her, and we don't have to play this fucking game where we're pretending like all the sexes are equal. Yeah, but I, I mean, this, I don't know this dude like fifty-five or whatever he was, and and he was it's ne- he was never like the best of his time or whatever. She was fucking old as shit too. I mean, I don't I don't know for a fact, but I've seen videos. She looked fucking she looked old. Nah, she was. That's just because that's the way she looked. Well, maybe she, she should start getting on that salsa treadmill and doing <laughs> and doing some fucking work because she looks fucking old to me. 
Oh, well, it was tough being a lesbian in the 70s, sir. It was tough. <laughs> oh, maybe that's it. I've got I've got my uh my homophobic goggles on and I just couldn't see straight. <laughs> that, that explains it now. <laughs> All right, boys and girls. Well, I think that's it. Uh, that's it for me. I'm spent. We're going to end on Billie Jean King, for God's sake. <sighs> you got your fucking pick of the litter to to, to title this podcast. There's fucking you anything, fucking line. anything in the Christ. world to pick from. All right, boys and girls. Well, that's it. Uh, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the Revolution Network. Uh, get this podcast, The Bastards of Babylon. Get Football and Freedom, my boy Longhorn. I mean it podcast with me. And, and of course, of course. The football glory hole coming back soon, coming back strong. And uh, we got a lot of great things planned for you guys in the fall for some football. But until then, and until next week, uh, we'll talk to you then. We'll see you then.